At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number two of the VSIN Bet Center right here on the sports betting network. And we've got a lot of games that are coming up on a jam packed baseball Saturday. 17 games in total because we've got a pair of double dips going down. And we'll alert you to one game that wound up just going final. If you want to dig in the Seattle Mariners on. We're going to call it what it is, a chalky money line. We're able to get there, and this is one of these cases in which laying the chalky money line winds up coming through. Two to one, Seattle winds up being able to get it done. Took the run line, not going to pan out there. If you took the Angels getting a run and a half, that does wind up getting there, but the total of seven and a half winds up saying under George Kirby, a very good start, and Aime Barilla was able to do a relatively solid job here for the Angels as well, but Seattle, they are able to get it done, and if you're taking a look elsewhere, Cleveland Guardians, Wind up just jumping all over the Houston Astros. Currently, it's the top of the third inning, 4-0. Cleveland in the lead, and it appears as though the Tampa Bay Rays have just gotten a home run out of G-Man Choi to be able to put themselves up 1-0, top of the second inning there. So we're taking note as to everything that we're getting in baseball right now. And when it comes to baseball and everything that we're getting, we've got a lot of games that are coming up starting at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. That would be out there on the East Coast, 7 o'clock. A lot of these first pitches are... Somewhere between 405, 410, 415 if you're out here on the West Coast. So let's hit these games as best as we can. As we start with 959, 960, a game that I wound up talking about with Charlie DeCircle a little bit earlier. The Cincinnati Reds. We are on to Cincinnati to give our ode to Bill Belichick. They are on the road facing off against the Milwaukee Brewers as Aaron Ashby gets a start for Milwaukee against Nick Lodolo of Cincinnati. Total of this game is 8 and. 
my DK Nation write-up was on the full game over. I know that Charlie likes the first five under, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend a first five over. I do like the full game over, though, because, I mean, really, this boils down to the bullpens. And this also boils down to how much length you wind up getting out of these starters as well, because Aaron Ashby and Nick Lodolo, both of these guys giving up between 3.8 to 4 walks per nine innings. That typically knocks them out relatively early. Both of these guys, very good swing and miss stuff. Lodolo, a little bit over 12 punch outs per nine innings. Aaron Ashby, 11 strikeouts per nine innings. But you take a look at both of these bullpens, and... Boy, they have been hot garbage this season for the Milwaukee Brewers, especially. You take a look at the way that they have fallen off over the last 45 days. A 490 bullpen ERA with 1.54 home runs per nine innings. That leads the major leagues. And I mean, I know that a lot of this was on Josh Hader, but do they really get better with Taylor Rogers and Matt Bush? Well, you've got a Bush product out there in Miller country for one and two. He hasn't necessarily been able to do the world's greatest job in terms of being able to provide relief and for the Cincinnati Reds, they have been able to get two, three runs in all but one of their 11 games against the Milwaukee Brewers thus far this season. Meanwhile, the Brewers, they are sixth in the league with right around 4.7 runs per game, but this is a bunch that they have scored at least five runs in 10 straight games against the Cincinnati Reds. So, I mean, I could very much see Nick Lodolo winding up going out there, gives you five, maybe even six strong innings, and then you wind up having these bullpen guys like, Joel Kunal, you're able to throw in there Hunter Strickland, Dari Moretta, Revierson, Martin, these guys that just all have north of five ERAs, just lighting this thing on fire, the Brewers bullpen. I do like Devin Williams in the back half of it. He do wind up giving up a walk-off homer to the Pirates, but by and large, I do like him. But then you go to Brad Boxberger, Hobie Milner, guys like that, not necessarily too trustworthy. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, they've been able to do a good job of going yard. Roddy Tellez, William Thomas, both of these guys have been able to give you north of 20 home runs thus far this season. Christian Yelich has been able to remake himself, by the way. His home run power is way down, but he's been able to do a good job of being able to move the line right around about a 350 on base. And though the Reds do wind up trading away, Brandon Drury, you still have quite a few guys. They're able to do a relatively solid job of being able to put back to ball. Joey Votto says coming out the injured list has been able to look a little, little bit more solid. Jonathan India over the last three days has been able to hit 300 as well. Nick Senzel, Kyle Farmer, both of these guys hanging in that pocket about a 250 as well. So I do think that you're going to have a relatively good amount of firepower, especially with Hunter Renfro back and full for the Milwaukee Brewers, a guy that has been able to give the team about a home run every, we're going to call it 14 or so, I bet. So I do like this total over. And when it comes to the Cincinnati Reds, I did need at the very minimum about a plus 160 to be able to take a shot on them. We've seen some plus 160s be able to pop up. This is a number that has actually went way far down, though. The Cincinnati Reds opened up in a lot of places right around about a plus 170, give or take a little bit. This is now a spot that with the Brewers right around about a minus 165 on the money line, on the run line, you're able to get that more around about a plus 120-ish. It would be a spot in which I'd be probably taking a look at this a little bit more live. Here at Circa, I'm seeing a plus 125 on the Brewers run line, but that is really the only plus 125 I'm taking a look at, and that would be my minimum to take a look at the Brewers. So if I were to better right now, I would run back behind me, take a look at the Brewers on the run line. I took the Cincinnati Reds a little bit earlier when you were getting more value. Now this would be a spot in which I'd be trying to look live a little bit more. Maybe you wind up having the Brewers get out to like a 1-0 to zero lead after like 2-3 to three innings, and then you're able to dive in. You're able to get the Cincinnati Reds at a much better price. How about if we wind up taking a look at a game out there in the American League? This is 973-974 Boston Red Sox and the Kansas City Royals. They're going to be doing battle with Daniel Lynch on the mound for the Royals, and Nathan Avaldi is going to be going for Boston. Boston is between about a minus 140 to a minus 150 favorite, and 
with the Royals anywhere between plus 130 and plus 135 is get your price there. And total on this game, it has gone up. It opened up at a nine. Now you're finding it at a nine and a half. And I think that this could be a little bit of a good buy low spot on an under now. The Boston Red Sox bullpen has been very deplorable since the all-star break. But with that said, they have been able to do a better job when Garrett Woodlock has been out there. He should be good to go in this game. Eric Havasisau-Mora has been a little bit up and down, but he and John Schreiber have been able to lend some relatively solid innings. And for the Kansas City Royals, currently they are dead last in the American League in terms of bullpen ERA, but you've been able to see them shape up a little bit more recently. Over their last, we're going to call it 30 or so days, this has been a little bit more of a league average bullpen. And when it comes to Daniel Lynch, he's able to get swings and misses, a little bit over nine punch outs per nine innings. So that has been relatively encouraging. And for Nathan Navaldi. He has been a completely different man when he has been on the road versus at home. At home, he's got an ERA that is approaching seven. He has been giving up all those deep balls a little bit earlier this season. He wound up having that game against the Astros in which I believe that he wound up giving up four home runs in an inning. It might have actually been five home runs in an inning, but that is no doubt an ERA booster. And then he wound up starting that game, which the Toronto Blue Jays wound up putting up, I believe it was 29 runs. It might have been 28, but... It was at minimum four touchdowns, so that did not wind up helping out his cause. But if you take a look at Nathan Eovaldi and what he's been able to do away from Fenway, he's been a relatively solid pitcher, posting up a sub-3 ERA, has done a nice job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. His strikeout numbers overall this year, right around nine punch-outs per nine innings, giving up 1.7 walks per nine, and facing off against the Kansas City Royals lineup that Salvador Perez has been able to get hot. He's got two home runs already in this series, but... You don't really have a lot of boom outside of Salvador Perez. And then when you wind up taking a look at just anything outside of Salvador Perez, and that's he's so great. Would Merrifield wind up getting traded away at the trade deadline for the Boston Red Sox? You do have Rafael Devers back at the fold, and that, no question, is huge for the team. He's been able to give the team north of 20 bombs. He is really the heart and soul of this lineup as he's Xander Bogars, both hitting above a 315. And then that's it. You do have Bobby Dahlbeck, Kevin Ploiecki. When he's been out there, Yomer Sanchez. Just not providing anything in terms of the bat. And then for the Royals, you're able to throw in there Perez, Nick Prado. You've got a couple other guys like a Nate Eaton, Kyle Isabel. A lot of young guys hitting a 220 or lower. So I do think that the Red Sox could be able to keep this game under. I do think that you're going to see good Nathan Avaldi in this spot. So looking at an under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Boston Red Sox as well. This is a game that is going to be just getting started as well. As we've got the White Sox hitting the road faceoff against the Texas Rangers. Game that myself. And Charlie wanted talking about a little bit earlier in our number one as well. 971, 972. Michael Kopech winds up going for the White Sox. And Dane Dunning get a look to get her Dunning for the Texas Rangers. And this is one that I'm going to go through very quickly because first pitch is about to come up right now. Both myself and Charlie wound up making the Rangers a little bit of a slight favorite. You're finding them as a slight underdog. Dane Dunning, he's been able to provide ever since he wound up getting into Texas. An ERA that's about two and a half points lower the last two seasons at home rather than on the road. Michael Kopech, he's got a high barrel rate. Someone who has been allowing opponents hit just a buck 99 off of him. I do expect massive regression here, so I'm going to be taking a look at the Texas Rangers. So how about if we wind up hitting this next game of 975-976, a game that I've yet to hit on this show. This is the Toronto Blue Jays on the road going up against the Minnesota Twins as Dylan, don't call him out. Bundy is going to be going for the Twins. And we got Mitch White, who is on the bump for Toronto. And Toronto is a very, very slight favorite. Anywhere between about a minus 110. And that's pretty much max I'm finding with the Minnesota Twins. Able to find as good as a minus 102, as bad as a minus 110. So this is the ultimate pick em, pick em games. And Dylan Bundy, once again, home and road splits, massive 
with this guy. When Dylan Bundy is on the road, you want absolutely no part of him whatsoever. And on the flip side, for Mitch White, he doesn't do anything great. He's been relatively solid, though. He gives you right around eight strikeouts per nine innings. His walks per nine rate, right around three. Nothing great, nothing terrible. You could expect him to probably do five innings, giving up two to three runs, depending upon how the Minnesota Twins bats are. But the big thing for Dylan Bundy is that he gives up a whole bunch of bombs at home, but this ballpark is suited for him. He's a little bit more of a fly ball pitcher who has seen his strikeout numbers wind up going down a little bit this season, right around 6.9 strikeouts per nine innings. But with Dylan Bundy, 261 ERA at home, 633 ERA on the road. He's given up 14 home runs thus far this season, just three of them at home now. He's got 31 home innings versus 58 and a third innings on the road. That does explain that a little bit. But with Dylan Bundy as well, give him credit for being able to have command right around 1.9 walks per nine innings as well. This is a very fearsome Toronto Blue Jays lineup. You've got Liger Jr. north of throwing bombs thus far this season. He's been able to do an amazing job for this bunch. But you do take a look at what you're able to get out of the Minnesota Twins. A lot of guys that they wind up being able to move the line. Been very impressed by Luis Arias. He's been able to hit well above a 300 for this bunch. You do need a little bit more out of Barry Buxton in terms of being able to consistently wind up getting on base. But on top of that, guys like Carlos Correa, Jose Miranda, Nick Gordon, all hitting above a 265. That has been rock solid as well. So I do give a little bit of an edge here to the Minnesota Twins, being able to get them right around what we've got right now. It is an intriguing spot. And with the total of nine, I'm going to be taking a look at this total over as well. So we've got a lot of baseball that is on tap, and we're going to be taking a look at this game that we all know and love in a little bit more depth next right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of the Beast and Bed Center is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one right time to make change. Everyone is on a little bit of a different journey. Everyone's timeline is a tad bit different as well. But when you feel like you're ready to take that first step forward towards some change, Zen is going to be here for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That is E-Y-N.com. 
morning. This is a product that contains nicotine, and nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on the VEASAN Bet Center, and if you want to dig in the over in the Philadelphia Phillies versus Washington Nationals game, it's not in quite yet. The over is not in until you wind up having nine innings play because you obviously have rain and everything like that, but you got a relatively quality start out of Patrick Corbin. I was thinking that, you know what, maybe this might be a little bit of a bounce back here for Patrick Corbin. We're going to take the over and, and take a shot on the Washington Nationals because the number has just gotten up way too high. Apparently, there's just no trusting in Patrick Corbin, and if there is ever a pitcher that should be a $5 underdog, it's Patrick Corbin. He winds up giving up six runs and got two outs, and he couldn't make it out of the first inning. Second time in three starts for Patrick Corbin. Congratulations on being just one of the worst pitchers that we've ever seen in our lives. It is six to zero at the end of the first inning for the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that shall we say they have not necessarily been the biggest world beaters on offense recently up at Delta series. Just absolutely embarrassing for Patrick Corbin. Oh gosh. Yep. The overlooking very good right now, if you wind up having that, but I will throw out there this caution. Last time Patrick Corbin wound up giving up six runs and did not wind up making it a full inning. The under wound up inning because from there, the Washington Nationals bullpen was actually lights out and the LA Dodgers just completely shut down the Washington Nationals back when they had Josh Bell along with Juan Soto in the fold. So certainly don't want to be counting your money too fast if you wind up taking the over. But certainly if you wind up taking the under in this one, it's not looking too good. And if you're like me and you wind up thinking, you know what, this might be the night that Patrick Corbin actually pitches well. No, no, he just doesn't offer any value whatsoever. But you know what? There might be a little bit more value with this game as it's just going to get started here in the next few seconds. The New York Yankees and the St. Louis Cardinals going to be doing battle in an interleague matchup. 983-984. Jordan Montgomery facing off against his former team in the Yankees. And Domingo Roman, he winds up going for the Yankees. And the Yankees open up a favorite. Now they are finding themselves a slight underdog and Always an intriguing spot here. When you do wind up finding someone like a Jordan Montgomery that's going up against his former team, I typically like to fade the pitcher just because the New York Yankees know exactly what Jordan Montgomery is going to be throwing out. And as I'm doing this, this is probably going to wind up having first pitch happen at any second. I would still advise this in-game as well, as long as we don't wind up seeing some sort of a calamity. But I mean, with the New York Yankees, this is by far the best offense out there in the big leagues in terms of being able to go yard. They have seen this guy in Jordan Montgomery for a very long time now. Motivation can be a very, very fickle fiend, and certainly there's going to be a lot of motivation for our good friend Jordan Montgomery, but you have to go up against Aaron Judge and Anthony Rizzo, a pair of guys with between 69 and 70 home runs thus far this season. If you take a look at the starting lineup that the Yankees have, Matt Carpenter, he has been able to hit right around a 325 this season. He's getting a home run every about eight or so at best. They did mind throwing out their Kyle Gashioka at the catcher spot because this is a game which Domingo Herman is going to be pitching. And I do like this game overall over. We're seeing a total of eight. And with Domingo Herman, take a look at his ERA. It is north of five. And even in the two starts they had following, it's just calamity that he wound up having at Houston. He wound up going nine and two-thirds innings, giving up four runs in his subsequent two starts. And I do think that the Yankees, they're going to be able to get to Jordan Montgomery. I do think that they're going to hit him relatively hard. And this is a Cardinals team that, They've been one of the best of the over all season long. It combined 46 home runs out of Paul Goldschmidt along with Nolan Arenado. And for the Cardinals, they were buyers at the trade deadline. We will get into that and the features ramifications in a second. But you do have a 
guy in Dylan Carlson who's been able to do a good job of being able to move the line. It looks like Tommy Edmond not going to be in the starting lineup. He might be able to come in off the bench, but he is not going to be starting in this game. But a case in which I do think that the fate of the Yankees, which is very rare to see, I don't think that it's necessarily it's necessarily one that I'd be taking a look at here. I was willing to lay up to a minus 117 with the Yankees, and I wanted to take in the eight over as well. But you do take a look at what wound up happening at the trade deadline. We wound up seeing lots of moving and shaking in terms of the market. And I do think that it is interesting to take a look at what we've all got right now because no doubt the San Diego Padres, they were by far the biggest buyers at the trade deadline as they wind up picking up on Soto. They wind up getting Brandon Drury and. That is reflected in the odds board right now for odds to be able to win the World Series. The Padres, they're currently number six on this board. You're finding them currently at a 12 to 1. You're able to get them a little bit north of 20 to 1 prior to the trade deadline. And I do think that it's a little bit of an unjust move because if you take a look at the odds board right now, they're still number four among the National League teams. And I think rightfully so that they're number four among the National League teams. You take a look at the Padres and Blake Sell has been able to pitch very well recently. A sub-3 ERA over his last five starts. up. So he's been able to round and inform a little bit more, but when you have to go up against, shall we say, Max Scherzer, who's going to be pitching right now as first pitch in that Mets versus Atlanta Braves game, starting to go off Jacob DeGrom and company. That is a very fearsome lineup. And with the Padres, they've really rolled the dice here on Josh Shader as well. I ultimately do think that it's a good trade for them. And if you're able to get the Josh Shader that we wound up seeing prior to July, it's going to work out massively for them. Wind up getting the Josh Hader that we wind up finding in July. It could be a trade that winds up just winding up coming up snake eyes for both of these teams because really with that trade, in my opinion, the Brewers were buying very, very low on Denelson Lament, trying to utilize him as a reclamation project. But I think that that is going to be intriguing to take a look at. And I mentioned the St. Louis Cardinals. The fact that right now in terms of the odds board to be able to win the division now, no doubt this wound up not just being due to the trade deadline, but rather what we wound up seeing with Milwaukee getting swept by the poopy Pittsburgh Pirates. And then on top of that, the St. Louis Cardinals being able to generate a few W's. Now that you're finding the St. Louis Cardinals right around a plus 105 to be able to win the National League Central. I've been advocating for the St. Louis Cardinals team for a very, very long time. I am someone from the state of Wisconsin, and I have not been of the thought really since the beginning of the month of May that the Brewers should be a favorite to be able to win this division. And for the St. Louis Cardinals, I do think that they're going to be able to take this division. They've got a better offense than the Milwaukee Brewers because with the Brewers, their numbers are a little bit artificially inflated. Part of the reason why I did like the over in their game against the Cincinnati Reds is that they just crushed the Cincinnati Reds. And I guess other teams are a little bit stagnant. They really don't have anyone hitting above a 265 that winds up getting consistent at bats for the team. That's a little bit of an issue with the St. Louis Cardinals. You've got Arenado and Goldschmidt, who I wound up going through a little bit earlier. They've had a few guys that are banged up, and they did wind up having to trade away Harrison Bader, but I thought that they were just a little bit of starting pitching away, and lo and behold, now you're able to put Andre Pallanti back as a long reliever, much like he was yesterday, piggybacking off of Dakota Hudson. That worked out very well. Jose Quitana, he is very well suited for that ballpark of St. Louis, and there are just those teams that they know how to be able to figure it out, and there are those teams in any sport no matter how the beginning of the season winds up going, that you can't wind up counting out. I always make this comparison, and I think that it's so so true because with the St. Louis Cardinals, they are like your favorite villain that you wind up finding in a slasher movie. You can call him Freddy Krueger, whatever. You can give them whatever name that you want, but when it comes to St. Louis Cardinals, you think that this team is dead, 
not just once, not just twice, but like 17 different times. And after you think that you've killed the demon that is the St. Louis Cardinals 17 times, lo and behold, guess who's gaining ground on you as you try to run away from said villain and they are gaining ground by merely walking the St. Louis Cardinals. We wound up seeing it last year where I mentioned the number 17. They win 17 straight games. They wind up making the wild card game. And if it wasn't for an unfortunate pitch thrown by a guy whose last name is Reyes, who knows? Maybe they wind up knocking off the LA Dodgers and they wind up being able to generate a run of their own. Now the wild card is going to be three games as well. And the St. Louis Cardinals, they now have a rotation that is set up for that. This is a bunch that you don't want to be messing with, in my opinion, with the Milwaukee Brewers. What they're going to be able to get moving forward out of Freddie Peralta is a little bit of an issue. And for the Brewers, just that psyche of the lineup as well and the makeup of the clubhouse, you got to question where it's at right now because they came out in that Pirate series. They did not look so strong. And you can tell by a lot of the players, they were a little bit befuddled that they wind up trading away Josh Hader. I know that this is a front office that... They have the mindset of they don't want to go all in on any sort of year. They always want to be one of those consistent teams. And that does wind up posing the question, if you're a team like the Milwaukee Brewers, would you rather have one title and then 10 losing seasons after that? Or would you wind up wanting to be sort of in playoff contention every single year, but you never really have that chance to win a title? And it appears as though the Milwaukee Brewers have decided we want to be consistent every single year and we're probably not going to go all in in terms of that title run. Meanwhile, the St. Louis Cardinals, they made a clear statement that they are going to be going for it. One of their prized possessions, Jordan Montgomery, he is going to be going right now. So I do think that that's interesting to take a look at. And I do think that what wound up happening at the trade deadline, that winds up being able to lend a little bit of value on the St. Louis Cardinals. And speaking of a little bit of value, young quarterbacks in the NFL, which of these guys are going to be able to take a step forward? Which of these guys are going to stay stagnant? I'm going to be diving into that next right here on the VEASAN Bet Center, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And we're back here on the VSN Bet Center, right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got to get you guys all set for the football season. Our college football betting guide, by the way, over here at VSN, it is already out. VSN.com slash subscribe. If you're taking a look at that and the pro football guide, and is going to be soon to come as well. I'm a little bit more of a pro football guy myself when it comes to just my background. Growing up 45 minutes away from Lambeau Field, I just always gravitated a little bit more to the NFL myself. So that's a little bit more of my strong suit. And it's going to be very interesting to see what we wind up getting on a lot of these quarterbacks that are going into their year number two season because there's been so much that has been made out of the NFL draft class that we wound up seeing last season. Obviously, the class of 2022, we're going to be getting a lot of incompletes for these guys this season because we're not going to be seeing a lot of starts from guys from the class of 2022. Obviously, we're going to be probably seeing at some point a few. You could wind up seeing an injury that pushes someone like a Malik Willis into form a little bit earlier than expected. You wind up having guys that they just wind up having amazing starts of the season as well. Guys that wind up lighting it up in preseason. We always wind up seeing things like this, but... As far as the class of 2022, not going to be too many guys getting a lot of starts. But when it comes to the class of 2021, going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting out of these guys. But although, I will say, 
Nobody is north of 40 to 1 when it comes to MVP odds when it comes to the second year quarterbacks. And I think rightfully so, but the guy that has the shortest shortest odds of being MVP among the year number two quarterbacks, I don't think should be there at Trey Lance. I would certainly be putting Mac Jones ahead of him. Mac Jones, 3,800 yards last season, led the New England Patriots to the postseason. I think it's fair to ask how much of that was Mac Jones, how much of that was Bill Belichick, what's going to be happening this year with the play calling, because apparently Matt Patricia is going to be doing some of it. It might be by committee. It might be by Bill Belichick. They might wind up phoning down to live golf and have the golfers wind up phoning in the place. We have no idea at this point, but Mac Jones certainly wound up having a very good season number one. Now, anyone towards the bottom of this list, I think that's going to be a little bit tough. Zach Wilson is just on a team that is not necessarily so great for one. I do think that the Jets a little bit better this year than they've been in the past, but with Zach Wilson, he had an touchdown to interception ratio that was sub one and the same goes for Justin Fields and I mean especially for Justin Fields the win total of the Bears at six and a half has been one of the most heavily bet unders that we have seen in a very very long time and I cannot really wind up pushing back on anyone that's going to be taking a look at that because I think that the Bears are going to be absolutely terrible this year they could wind up getting a couple wins against the Detroit Lions and could wind up being able to pull out a game or two here and there, but I don't want to be betting on the over in that one, especially with the way that they sold off some of their pieces on the defensive side of things. They are going to be looking to 2023 and beyond, as it's just a case of which we're looking for anyone that might be able to bust out for the Chicago Bears, and I'm having a tough time. As long as you don't wind up having Justin Fields wind up throwing four interceptions in a game and or wind up getting hurt, it's going to be considered probably a success for the Bears. They're looking to future years. But the guy that I think is so intriguing is Davis Mills because he played halfway decent as a rookie. And with the Houston Texans, no question, this is not a team that is going to be, by any stretch of the imagination, spoiling a Cincinnati Bengals going from like worst to first in their division. It's still a team in which it's a little bit tattered. But I do think that Davis Mills could be able to give you a relatively solid year. Enough to be able to give you value at 151, 150 to 1 to be able to win MVP. Heavens, no, don't wind up placing that bet in for the Houston Texans. Don't wind up busting out the odds to be able to win the AFC title slash the Super Bowl or anything like that. But you know what? The Houston Texans, they bring in a guy in Lovey Smith that you know that he would love nothing more than to be able to win now. And he's been able to do a solid job in his NFL career now. When I was coaching the Illinois Fighting Illini, that was clearly not a good fit for him. But you do take a look at this Houston Texans lineup, and they've got a little bit of an offensive line that is going to be able to give them some protection. Laramie Tunsil is still one of the better left tackles out there. As long as he's able to stay out there on the field, that's going to be able to provide a little bit of value. Brandon Cooks is a bona fide wide receiver that you're able to rely upon. And the biggest if that you have here is a running back spot because you could wind up having a diamond in the rough with Marlon Mack. You go back to the last time Marlon Mack was fully healthy and was able to kick carries as he's been limited to just seven games over the last two seasons, 14 games with the Colts in 2019. He was a 1,000-yard rusher, averaging right around four and a half yards per carry. A guy that is able to give you some power, but at the same time has a little bit of shiftiness to him as well. I think that that could be a relatively good find here for the Houston Texans. Once again, big if is health there, but you also have a defense that could wind up being able to provide a little bit of a speed bump. They wind up being able to upgrade that, as we know, Lovey Smith, a little bit more of a guy that winds up preaching defense as well. So I do think that it's going to be very interesting to see what you wind up getting out of a defense that 
let's call it what it is. It was not necessarily so stellar last season, but even beyond just what we wound up seeing overall for the season out of Davis Mills, last few weeks of the season, he was able to put something together. He wound up having a pair of touchdowns in that upset win over the LA Chargers. Very nearly the team winds up knocking off the Tennessee Titans in week number 18. And in the final three weeks of the season, he did wind up having six touchdowns and one interception. Did a solid job completing nearly 70% of his passes in that time span as well. I think that Davis Mills is going to be able to be in for a relatively solid season. And if I'm looking at any of these teams right now, and I'm looking at their win totals over, it's the Houston Texans. Now, a big reason why I like the Texans win total over is because well, it's right now at four and a half, and they're out there in an AFC South, in which they've got an opportunity for two wins against the Jacksonville Jaguars, so I think that they're going to be a little bit better as well, and well, the reason why they're going to be a little bit better is that they don't have that buffoon by the name of Urban Meyer as their coach. Literally, you could get a scarecrow out there, and that would have been an upgrade from Urban Meyer because a scarecrow would not be kicking the kicker in the leg. That's just not good. That's actually a detriment to the team, not a help to them, and you tell that there was just a united front from the Jacksonville Jaguars that they just did not want to play for Urban Meyer. So, I mean, there was no place for the next coach to go but up. So that is going to be able to help them out. But I do think that at the very minimum, you could expect the Texans to wind up being able to split those games. The Texans, they don't have the easiest schedule in the league. But, I mean, it's hard to say that this is a totally unfavorable schedule. You would like to see their game against the New York Jets be able to go their way. That is going to be one that is going to be worth taking a look at as they're going to be playing on the road against the Giants as well. With that Giants game, I do think that they are going to have a relatively good opportunity for a win there. You take a look towards the back half of the campaign as well, and they are going to be able to have their opportunities with a game against a team like the Titans. I mean, they wound up coming very close against as well. They're going to be playing a lot of divisional games towards back half of the season, but Confidence booster week number three going up against the Chicago Bears. They wind up going to Jacksonville week number five. I do see a path to where this team winds up being able to get to six wins. And all you need is five to be able to cash that win total over for the Jaguars. I wouldn't be really taking a look at really their over or under at this point just because it is set a little bit higher than that of the Houston Texans. And with the Jaguars, I do think that there's still a lot of unknowns. Like, are you going to have Mr. ETN? be able to provide what he was able to give Trevor Lawrence while they were at Clemson together, being able to get Travis Etienne back. That's going to be very good. And you wind up bringing in Christian Kirk as well. I think that that's going to be nice for this team, but still have my question marks as to whether or not Zay Jones should be a primary option. He was able to do an okay job when it was over with the Oakland Raiders, especially towards back half of the season, five plus catches in the final five games. If you include that postseason game, but certainly a guy that, one coming out of East Carolina and was not able to put it together, really, aside from those last few games of the 2021 season. The offensive line, when it comes to the Jaguars, you've seen some mixing and matching. I do think that being able to shore up the guard spot with having Brandon Sheriff back in the fold, I do think that that is going to be able to help them out. Defense, it was even last year, halfway decent with Josh Allen being able to wind up doing some good things against, ironically enough, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. But I do think that this is a case in which if I'm looking at any of these teams with second-year quarterbacks to go over their win total, it is going to be the Houston Texans. And the one that I like the under the most on is a guy that is the shortest odds to be able to win MVP. That would be Trey Lance because I feel like the Trey Lance move for 2023 and beyond, it's very good. His upside is much more than that of Jimmy G. When it comes to 2022 and 2022 alone, 
Trey Lance is not the answer, in my opinion. I think that this is a year in which this 49ers team is going to be able to struggle a little bit. Now, if they did mind resetting Debo Samuel, because if you were to have Trey Lance take over the reins and not have Debo Samuel out there, that would pretty much be neglect to your quarterback, in my opinion. But when it comes to this 49ers team, you just need a guy that knows how to be able to do the little things well. And I'm not sure that Trey Lance knows that yet, because the competition that he wound up going up against in the FCS level not necessarily great, and he just hasn't seen a lot of live football in general. As his last year at North Dakota State in 2020, he played one game against Central Arkansas. The 2019 season, no question, he was a very good quarterback, but I mean, over the last, we're going to call it two plus years, he has seen about 100 pass attempts. That's not something that necessarily elicits confidence for me, in my opinion, even with all the weapons that the San Francisco 49ers are able to put around him. And George Kittle being fully healthy is going to be able to help him out as well. But I look at the 49ers under 10 wins in that division. I think it's very possible. And I do think that if there is a guy that's going to fizzle, it is going to wind up being Trey Lance. But you're going to look to not fizzle with regards to taking a look at the NFL. I've been doing a division a week. We're going to take a look a little bit more at the AFC East next right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football betting guide is out right now. Start your college football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every single team, including trends, power rankings, over under recommendations, and so much more. Plus, our best bets on season wins, Heisman hopefuls, playoff predictions, and so much more. Only way to be able to get access to this year's football betting guide is by becoming a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discount of $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along VEASAN's full access all the way through the Super Bowl. And I believe along the way, you'll be able to get my college basketball betting guide as well. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network as it is the VEASAN Bet Center right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network as Pretty much a Greg Peterson experience takeover on the VEASAN Bet Center today. Glad to be riding along. And when you wind up getting moved up a little bit, 
you wind up working with some new folks and everyone behind the scenes doing an absolutely amazing job. We wind up having Jeff Gibney set up on audio, does an absolutely amazing job there. You've got Brian Ortega, who followed me from the Greg Peterson experience he is producing today, and Elliot Palman also doing a great job. He's going to be actually producing me tomorrow, so I'll be on the betting guide show in terms of the game that we love of football, doing that from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time, so great to be able to get the band back together there. You've got Andrew Ingold, who's been doing some great work for us, along with Nick, who does a great job with regards to all of our technical directing, all the graphics that you see, and is via Nick and Andrew. So these guys do an amazing job. Oliver helps post up all the hours that we wind up doing over here on VEASAN. If you wind up going to VEASAN.com slash podcast, whether you like this show, the VEASAN Bet Center, follow the money, a numbers game, the look at, a list goes on and on. Every single hour of every single show that we wind up doing, it's all posted right there. So we keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy. These guys are the best in the business. So it's time for me to live up to my billing. And let's take a look at what we're going to be getting out there in the AFC East this season. We were talking in the last segment about second-year quarterbacks, guys that could wind up flopping, guys that could wind up having relatively solid seasons. And I want to mention the fact that if I were to take a look at any of these guys in terms of the second-year quarterbacks win MVP, spoiler alert, I don't think that any one of them should be a sizable favorite, but the guy that I think should have the shortest odds is Mac Jones, and I do think that the New England Patriots, once again, in play for a relatively solid year. Now, I know that some people have been soured by them because they want to making a strange first-round pick in the draft, and those of you guys that know their first-round pick, you, you saw what I want him doing there. Cole Strange from Chattanooga wound up being the pick, but I've heard some good things out of Taekwon Thornton, the second round wide receiver that they wanted picking up at Baylor. And I do think that the New England Patriots are going to be approaching this much like they did with Tom Brady back in the day where they wind up having him be a little bit more of the background dancer in season number one. Just be that guy that if you're in a fine restaurant, he is the waiter needing to not spill the soup. And you know what? He didn't spill the soup. He was able to get the team to the playoffs. This is still a team that has a very, very solid defense. A couple of moves and shakes with regards to this team. But I do think that when it comes to the Patriots, they're going to be able to be, once again, very formidable. I think that the Dolphins are still a bit overrated in this division as well. We'll dive into them in a few minutes. But when it comes to this New England Patriots team, it's not one of these cases where they want going out and just spending a bunch of money on a bunch of free agents, much like they wanted doing last offseason, but they did wind up retaining a lot of the guys that were very solid for them. Matthew Judon was able to do a tremendous job being able to rush the passer, and under the radar, Juwan Bentley, he was able to have a relatively solid year as well, doing a great job being able to rack up over 100 total tackles, so the defense, it is back in play. The defense, in my opinion, is going to be relatively rock solid. The big question that you have with the New England Patriots, are they going to be able to have the same ground game that they wound up having last season to be able to take a lot of the burden off of Mac Jones? And I think the answer is yes. Damian Harris is someone that he did wind up dealing with a little bit of ailment last season. You could tell towards the back half of the campaign, he did wind up breaking down a little bit, was able to give the team 15 touchdowns. So he is going to be a big part of this team. But I do think that picking up Devontae Parker is going to be able to help this team out a little bit as well. That gives a little bit more of a primary option because you can tell that a lot of things, they were running through the running backs last season. This is a Patriots offensive line that they don't necessarily have the world's biggest names. And I know that a lot of people were just there like, who in the world is Cole Strange? But I always default to what you're able to get out of this New England Patriots front office in general. All the scouts that are out there, they've been able to do a solid job when it comes to drafting guys that aren't wide receivers. Once again, Thornton has looked relatively solid in camp. 
I'm going to need to see it to believe it before I'm able to buy in on a Patriots wide receiver that they wind up picking, being able to become like a lot of something. But when it comes to this Patriots bunch, I do think that they are going to be in for a relatively solid year. And I mentioned it with the Miami Dolphins. They do wind up bringing in a lot of speed. This is going to be a high-octane offense, obviously. It is really do or die, in my opinion, for Tua. If he can't wind up getting it done while being surrounded by Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, that is going to be a little bit of an issue. They bring in Raheem Mostert as well. Got to feel like he's going to be really someone that is splitting carries. Last season, he was limited to two carries because he wound up being injured for darn near the entirety of the season. No question, this is a big upgrade from what they wound up having last season with Miles Gaskin. And under the radar, they did wind up picking up Sony Michelle as well. And I think that Sony Michelle could honestly be, if you're looking for someone to wind up like, going over some of their player props overall for the season. If you're looking for a little bit of a diamond in the rough, I do think that Sony Michelle could wind up being that guy. I loved what I saw out of him last season. He was able to do a nice job of just being a little bit of a rock of consistency. Someone who, for his career, hasn't necessarily caught a lot of balls out of the backfield, but he did a little bit more of that last season. So I do think that that is going to be something that winds up helping this team out. But I think the big key here for the Miami Dolphins, can Tua wind up being able to push the ball down the field a little bit more because under the radar, Tua was relatively efficient towards back half of the season last year, completing right around 68% of his passes. He just didn't wind up having those big burst plays, for lack of a better term. And I do think that Mike McDaniel is going to be able to help out with that a little bit. But once again, with the Miami Dolphins, they did one of the more interesting things that we've seen. You're able to take of it what you may, but... They wound up getting Brian Flores in the offseason. And Brian Flores, in my opinion, was one of the best coaches out there. A guy that, with a team that clearly did not wind up having any talent whatsoever, was able to just be able to piecemeal things together, get them some wins. And after you wound up seeing the Miami Dolphins, I believe it was lose six straight last season, might have been seven. They wind up being able to rip off that big run in season for them to be very competitive and in it through the end for the playoff race. And with Mike McDaniel, even if he is a good coach, he's probably not going to be an upgrade from what you wind up seeing out of Brian Flores. He might be able to help out this offense a little bit more, but when it comes to the defense, he still has Avion Howard out there. But the front seven for this team, I have my question marks there. This is an offensive line that you need them to be able to protect as well. It's nice to be able to have speed. It's nice to be able to have all these flashy guys, but you're going to need these guys that... I don't think that it's one of the stronger offensive lines out there to really be able to step up, have a big season. Now, the big thing for them is Taron Armstead. They wind up being able to have him come in. He's going to be able to shore up the blind side of two of this season. I think that a lot is going to be relying upon him, and not a lot of people are talking about that aspect of things. We're all taking a look and seeing, oh, Jalen Waddle, what is going to be happening with Tua. I think the big question is, how's that Miami Dolphins offensive line going to be able to hold up now, you do have the odds-on favorite to be able to win the Super Bowl in the Buffalo Bills, and certainly I think that they should be able to win this division. They're at minus 225. Minus 225, having your money tied up there, I don't think is necessarily the world's greatest value, but I can't tell you that anyone else is going to be able to win the division either. I would just take that money that you would fire in on that minus 225 favorite to win the division and instead wind up doing some game-by-game baseball betting or something like that, but... When it comes to the Buffalo Bills, I don't think that they should be the short shot to win the Super Bowl. And no question, this is a very good team. Josh Allen has really been able to take off for this bunch as well. But I still do have 
sort of my question marks a little bit with this team as well. You do wind up having Brian Dable out of the, or you do wind up having guys out of the fold from past years with this team as well. And I do think that that is something that is going to wind up hurting this Buffalo Bills team just a little bit. You've got to wonder how much a lot of their coordinators wound up being able to mean for this team. Now, what I do love is that one of the weakest parts of the Buffalo Bills, that would be pass rushing. They wind up bringing in Von Miller. Maybe they wound up signing him to a little bit too much, but boy, oh boy, did they need to address that and they were able to do so. So I do give them a little bit of kudos. And once again, I think that this is a team that is going to be able to win the division at 11 and a half wins. It's a spot in which if I'm looking anywhere, I'd be taking a look at the under just because they do wind up playing a very tough schedule. They start out the year going to LA to playing against the Rams. You have to play at the Baltimore Ravens. This season, they've got a home game against the Green Bay Packers. They have to go to Kansas City to play against the Chiefs. I could more or less see this being probably like an 11-6 and team that they wind up being able to pick up the division title. I just would not be able to advise in over here personally, but I do think that the Bills have enough to be able to win the division. I just question whether or not they should be the odds-on favorite to be able to win the Super Bowl because there's talent there. I just... Need to see a little bit more out of the pass rushing from this team to be able to put them as a favor over some of the other teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and company. So that's where I wind up standing there. And coming up next here on the Beeson Bet Center, we've got a lot of baseball games that have yet to get going. And we've got a game out here on the West Coast that is going to be getting going in about 15 or so minutes. We're going to preview that next right here on the Beeson Bet Center on the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.